But out there, beyond the edge of the world, lies the home of the dragons. And I believe it's your destiny to one day find this hidden world. Thanks for joining us, guys, on Popcorn and a Movie. Today, we'll be talking about the last entry in the How to Train Your Dragon series, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I'm actually kind of sad that this is the last of the series because I've loved all of these movies so far. And this one is really good. It is. And honestly, I kind of wish that they don't end it, but I don't see how they can't end it too because their stories have kind of all come to an end. And I think that if they try to do it again, there'll be a cash grab, which is kind of how I'm seeing Toy Story 4 is going to be. Mm-hmm. I do want to see Toy Story 4, but I kind of am thinking at the same time they ended it just fine yeah. last time around. And now this just feels I like... I was surprised a, they're having a 4. And a, yeah, it feels like an unnecessary continuation. Or maybe they can do a TV series, like a in-between, because you know how so many years have passed since the ending. Yeah. Maybe they can do an in-between Maybe they could. Yeah, I know that they had the Dragon series, uh, the How to Train Your Dragon oh, TV series. Oh, they do. Series. I, don't remember I forgot the na- about that. I don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Yeah, my nieces watched that and I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, this is the third and final installment in the How to Train Your Dragon series. And it follows uh, Hiccup as he's trying to find this dragon utopia called the Hidden World. It's where like all the dragons are... Or want to go to, I should say. and uh, Where the dragons came from. Where the dragons came from, yes. And he also has to come to the fact that, you know, Toothless has grown up and at this point in his life is going to move away from Hiccup. Like, go on to yes. have his own life. And, and he Hiccup's fa- getting kind of that empty nest feeling. And Toothless is falling in love with this light fury. Which, yes, it's a female version of the Night Fairy. Yes, and so cute, it, so beautiful. It's really, yeah, it's really adorable to see him try to flirt with the Light Fairy. Well, you can see the Light Fairy flirting back too, mm-hmm. and the animation on this is just absolutely amazing because you can actually tell just by her eyes and her body movement that she's not only flirting; she's being very coy with him too. Yeah, there is, and especially when it gets to the hidden world, mm-hmm. it is just gorgeous. I wish that we had seen this in 3D, because I think when it gets to that section, the it's extra beautiful. depth would have been just incredible to watch. I think this is a really good way to end the series, a really satisfying way to end the series. And very sad. I got teary-eyed. Very much so. It's essentially like a lot of other movies where, you know, kind of growing up and moving on and, you know, people, or in this case, animals go away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having grown up with the How to Train Your Dragon series, or not really grown up with it, but having watched all of them and seen how Toothless went from being this young boy to now... You mean uh, Hiccup being a young boy? Oh, yeah, Hiccup, sorry. Hiccup being a young boy to <laughs> a... Uh, grown to the chief. To the chief, yeah. And then now to a, also a chief, but has grown up to mm-hmm. the point where people are asking, hey, when are you and Astrid going to get married? Yeah, it's getting to his point that he needs to grow up and get married, and he realizes that Toothless needs to grow up. Well, he is grown up, he well, needs to... But then everybody thought that Toothless was the only night fairy left. True. Because the life fairy that comes on later on, nobody knew that she even existed because... Supposedly, he was the last one. He has to deal with it growing up, with uh, Toothless growing up. At the same time, there's also that fear of the uh, dragon hunter. 
Yes. Or, no, dragon hunter or po- not poacher. Um, he, no, he's a dragon hunter. He mainly hunts the night fairies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so now he sees that the night fairies are there. He has toothless, and then he also sees that there's a light fury, so he wants to go after the light fury as well. Because mm-hmm. it's such a rare dragon that he wants to have this in his possession too. Uh, the voice casting in this, pretty much everyone returns, even Gerard Butler, but he's only in flashbacks. Yeah. The voice casting is great. Jay Baruchel is still just fun as Hiccup. And then... America Ferreira, great as Astrid. She kicks butt all the time. She does. <laughs> Especially later on. Yes. When, when there, I'm not going to give it away, but see, there's a scene later on where you see her taking these people on, and it's awesome. And the great thing I love about the animation of Astrid is they make her so tough, but later on you also see a very feminine, soft side of her that... Mm-hmm is amazing because all of us girls we want to be that tough girl and actually be tough and not just hey i'm tough and be all words but i mean also have that little bit of feminine to it Mm -hmm. and that's really really hard to achieve especially with animation yeah the animation dreamworks hasn't really been at like the top of its game when it was years back in like the 90s when they had like prince of egypt and Mm -hmm. the first two shrek movies and uh whatever else they did but with the dragon films they've actually done kung fu panda Panda, thank you with the dragon films they've done exceptionally well the musical score is really fun to hear it as the dragons are flying you hear this like the violins and all the sounds i think it's the same composer is the same composer as the other ones music yeah john powell john Mm -hmm. powell was the composer of the other other two films and his scores he's a really underrated composer in my opinion because he did the dragon films he did a couple of um paul greengrass movies like united 93 and captain phillips i think he did captain phillips too but um yeah, he he's a really good composer. A lot of he doesn't really make himself well known. Like maybe have like a bunch of loud sounds mm-hmm. or scores or anything like that. But it's effective, and here yeah. it's very effective. Because especially with this one, it's not something that you need all those loud big sounds. Mm-hmm. It's something where you need more of the subtle melodic sounds. And he does very, very well in this one. Yeah, I think this is probably... It's really funny because the first... Or not the first. The second How to Train Your Dragon was kind of a box office disappointment from what I understand. Mm-hmm. From remember. But now this one's actually doing a lot better. So I think people have grown more into the dra- the Dragon series than they did when they first came out. And now with the third one out, it's like, okay, we had the first one in 2010, second one in 2014, and now 2019. So about mm-hmm. nine years for the whole series and all that those nine years for people to catch up on them. And I like that they actually have a big time difference too because mm-hmm. the characters have actually grown within those nine you know with all, with all those steps they've all grown and we're not watching it year after year where all of a sudden your character is i'm just gonna give him a random age 19 and then you see him next year and all of a sudden he's 25 in real life I mean, it doesn't really happen that way mm-hmm. but because we're seeing it in a couple of years and then we see the next one it actually gives it that nice growth because it feels like we actually grow with them the good thing about How to Train Your Dragons and all three is you grow with the characters and they are all lovable. There's not one that you hate. No, even I mean, with the dragon hunters, I can't hate them very much either. Yeah, and even like some of the actors who usually play not really despicable people, but they play kind of those um, snooty kind of people. Like Jonah Hill's in this. And <laughs> Jonah Hill's actually a lot of fun to w- in this one too. Yeah. Or he was in the others as well. Uh, Jonah Hill, Christopher Mintz Plaza, who was um, McLovin in Superbad. He was also the mother effer in uh, Kick-Ass 2. You know, I've never watched any one of those two movies. Okay, well, with Kick-Ass 2, you can skip. I don't Su- think I'd want to even watch any of those movies. <laughs> 
super bad. I haven't seen it in a while, but I did like it when I first saw it. So yeah, he's he's cool. And then your boy, Kit Harrington. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. You know I can't get married. Uh, married. I can't get mad at him getting married. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Don't look at me like that because. I think he married somebody really awesome because I absolutely love his wife, and I think she's absolutely gorgeous, and he couldn't do any better. That's who it is. David Tennant is uh, Ivor the Witless. He's the Dragon Trapper. Uh, David Tennant was also um, Doctor Who. Oh, you mean one of the Doctor Who's? Yeah, one of the Doctor Who's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he also played the voice of Spitelout, who's the father of Snotlout. <laughs> oh, their names, I swear. Yeah. These Rough Nut, Tough Nut. Oh, Rough Nut was yeah, Rough just, Nut, Tough man. Nut. This, yeah, no, these characters have interesting names. They're a lot of fun to watch. And this is, I really hope that even though this came out in February, the Academy keeps this in consideration for Best Animated Feature. Just yeah. because it's beautifully designed and when we get to the hidden world, it's the colors just are gorgeous. totally worth it. Like I, I kept on going, I could just stay in this world for not the whole movie because I think it might get a little too overwhelming mm -hmm. in some parts, just like sensory overload. Well, and I think if you're somebody who has um, seizures and stuff, mm -hmm. this might trigger a little bit because because of all the bright lights that yeah. all of a sudden it'll show. But yeah, this is a great animated film to come out this early in the year. Even I, mean, I know we have a lot more coming out this year, but I want this to this... be a strong uh, consideration for mm -hmm. later. I can see it to be a strong contender. Uh, so my score, I'm going to give it a 9. I really like it a lot. I, I again, wish we had spent more time in the hidden world itself and kind of gotten more exposure to it but yeah what they do give us is just wonderful to watch i'm giving it an eight you're giving it an eight because it's the end and it's the last one and it made me cry <laughs> and i want more toothless <laughs> yes toothless is no when you see him flirt in this it's really <laughs> just fun to watch like it's cute because oh, okay hiccup is that nerdy kind of guy where you wouldn't think he would be with somebody that's amazing and beautiful as Astrid because she's mm -hmm. like the most beautiful one there. Think of that as in, in real life where you have that guy who's nerdy and a little awkward, doesn't mm -hmm. know how to talk to girls. It's like Hiccup, how he was in the very, very beginning of the movie. And transfer it on to Toothless. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but go see this. It's been out in theaters for a month, but it's if you haven't watched it yet, it's great. If and you haven't seen any of the train, How to Train Your Dragons, definitely watch it. Yeah, definitely watch those. I haven't watched the series, so I can't comment on the series. I can't either. <laughs> I, I never watched it when the girls were watching it. Mm -hmm. I just went upstairs. But thank you for joining us, and be sure to tune in for our next podcast, which oh, will be creepy. a review of a movie that's going to be big this weekend. Yes. And... Okay, we will let you guys guess, guess on this one. All, All right. right, thanks. Bye.